I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Ellie, how are you? I am good. Uh, just a little, just a little exhausted right now. That's all. But good. I'm again. I'm trying to be positive. You know? <laughs> right. Trying to be positive. I'm positive. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm I'm fine. Everything's okay. How about you? Well, you want to hear something funny? Ashton was here and I come in and I'm like, what is your problem? I've had a day of it. And he's like, I'm like, why are you grumpy? Like, so I go off to the bathroom and change my clothes and everything. And he comes out, I come out and he goes, so what happened with your day? Why was it so terrible? And I go, well, I usually breeze into the office around 1030 and then I leave around 334 so today I had to get there at 8.30 and I'm just getting home and it's almost 6. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers expected me to put in a full day. Apparently they're cracking oh, the dear. whip over there because it's like tax the season. New year it's and, a new yeah. year and it's in, in mm-hmm. corporate worlds. There's not like income tax season like I have when I worked in public accounting, but they have like in-year provisions. Now, why they don't call, why they call them provisions and all these fancy words I, is beyond me, but really they're looking for tax credits and expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just stupid. And it has nothing to do with me, but I don't know. So, you know, it is what it is. And at least I have a job and I get paid well. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. I should be grateful for. Yes. Very grateful for. <laughs> so anyway, are we getting right into it? Uh, listen. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Before you pass out over there. It seems to be all that I can really even consume right now. It's like, I know it really is all consuming. I mean, okay. So we're talking about Harry's book spare the first half, the first, yeah, we have not completed it, but I would like to just share that we were both in a complete state of panic yesterday morning because we, (laughs) we both had pre-ordered on audible and the fucking thing wasn't showing up. It was like, what? For me, it was like almost 11, I think. Me too. Me too. And I told Jenny, I said, oh my God, it's Ticketmaster all over again. We're not going to get the fucking book. At that, I was like, at this point, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to buy it on Apple. And I, if it, if it would have been another couple of hours, I would have, but yeah. I'm glad I waited. You know, I do want a hard copy of it, but. I do too. It's I, it would have been, I really do. And I will probably try to get one before our next podcast when we finish it. So I can just go through and like with, you know, mark where I want to talk, what I want to mm-hmm. talk about. Cause on the audible, it's hard to. Well, it's one of those that you just feel like you should own. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like you like you just want it, you mm-hmm. know, and um, but yeah, I and I I heard a report on the BBC this morning. It's the highest selling um, auto or nonfiction book ever yeah. to be sold. Yeah. In the UK and in the United States, too. I, think. I don't know. I haven't gotten a report about the United States, but <clears throat> in the UK. And I, at that time, it was pretty, it was still pretty early this morning. 
Um, and it was like already 400,000 had been sold. I heard that late last night too. So yeah, I haven't heard any new numbers. I mean, literally I've been listening to the book and that's about it. I finished, I always listen to our podcast in, in total. And then now that we're trying to share things on TikTok, especially, but Instagram as well, you know, I'm really trying to listen and write down times because, you know, I know I need to give that to you <laughs> to help create my little clips because I have not graduated yet to <laughs> any of that high tech. Listen, the things I've been learning to do. You're getting there. They're small. I'm You're getting there. You, I'm proud of you, too. I am very proud of you. See, you, Thank you. See where you post more stuff, which is great because I post less because I, I don't know. I, I pick and choose what I pick, but you just throw everything out there. And that's awesome. I looked at your page the other day and I was like, look at her go. Like, you know. <laughs> well, I don't really know what I'm doing. That's OK. You know, it's, it's no one. does. It's like, you know, as far as Instagram, which was our big focus. I just figured, fuck it. I'm going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at it and, you know, just see what people are into. It's all the stuff that I like. I mean, the only thing I try not to share, which believe me, people, I got a whole list <laughs> in my notes section of my of my phone, but is political, you know, because it's like, okay, that's not, that's not our shtick with the podcast, even though there's times that it kind of crosses over because it just can't help it. But it's in the news. other than that, if you see me sharing it, especially on Instagram, but I'm going to start doing the same thing on TikTok. We're just kind of in a, you know, the whole thing right now with the Royals. Um, but it's just things I'm interested in and things I find funny or I, you know, whatever, you know, Taylor Swift, Harry Potter. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> if you are on TikTok, if you can follow us, Ellie, is yours I am or the on TikTok? I am Ellie David. And mine is I am Jenny Thomas. What? As you say that, I'm going to check it. But yes. <laughs> we're trying. I'm we're, well, I'm closer right now, but we're trying to get to a thousand followers so we can go live and just talk about this stuff when it happens instead of always dropping a podcast. Not that we mind dropping a podcast because we enjoy it, but sometimes it's easier just going alive. I've noticed that. Um, our Harry and, and Megan and Harry, the book stuff gets a lot more um, traction on TikTok than it does on Instagram. I don't know if it's just the people and the followers and, but it like goes into the tens of thousands on TikTok where on yeah. it's like maybe quarter of that on Instagram. So I meant to ask you about this. Cause yeah, I totally noticed the difference. I'm like, what is what's going on here? The only thing I can think is the way they allow you to like the way the algorithm works on mm -hmm. TikTok. And, you know, when we're sharing things, we can hashtag, right? Mm -hmm. So you have all this stuff. Well, people are searching for things. It just, I think it's, it's, it's getting in people's faces more on TikTok. And when I shared the couple clips that I shared on TikTok to Instagram, I was desperately looking. I'm like, there's got to be a way to do that. But I couldn't find anything. You can hashtag on it on Instagram, Instagram also. But it, it doesn't well, come up. I like couldn't it, figure it, it out. You, what you do is you... um. <laughs> dumb it down for me <laughs> see where well, i didn't know if i should just do like the hashtag well yes i i usually i usually hit return a couple times and bring it down a little lower and then you hit the if you bring hit the hash brown and then brown. and start typing it'll populate what you're looking for and tell you how many there are of like that hash brown 
I always called it hash brown. Hash brown. That's funny. And, um, but yeah, on TikTok, it's right there. So it's easily easy. The other day I said something to someone. I don't know if it was Ashton or what. And I said, the tic-tac-toe sign. And he looked at me and he goes, the tic-tac-toe sign? Uh. And I said, yeah. Or I said, I think I may have said the pound sign. I said pound. The pound. I said, yeah, I said pound, blah, blah, blah. He goes, pound? And I go, the hashtag? And you know, the, he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, it's way, on, way beyond you. Yeah, they like have no clue what you're talking about. No, they about. don't. Well, honestly, I almost did that when I was sharing those clips. Yeah. And then I was like, I was insecure. And I thought... What if that's not what you do? And now my post just looks like I'm an idiot. Just, <laughs> just writing random shit. <laughs> so Hash, I wanted to hashtag help me. Hashtag pound help me. Hashtag old lady. Hashtag pound sign middle age newbie. Hashtag hash brown. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to double check with management, which would be you, <laughs> of what I'm doing. The higher ups. <laughs> the army of don't, one over here. Don't, don't let me do anything weird <laughs> to embarrass us. <laughs> but yeah, so, but yeah, I love, I'm loving the feedback on TikTok, especially. And, you know, I try not to pay too much attention to the comments or anything, but every once in a while, I'll like kind of look at them. I've liked a few, but I mean... I will say I feel like it's more positive than negative mm-hmm. at this point, but the negative is pretty negative. <laughs> I'm like, God well, that's dang. just it. The negative is really <laughs> nasty negative, and I think I even like I posted a response to someone, <laughs> some of mine, yes, and I posted like <laughs> where you do the video or the I, I green screened the article, and I like uh-huh. and it, you'll see it on mine. It's like a lonely old post with the little question up top, and then I put the proof like they were. Basically, you posted the a clip of when you were talking about King Charles and the the Duchy of Cornwall, where he gets his money and borrowing it mm-hmm. for from you know taking from it for Prince Andrew and that yeah. whole thing. And someone wrote, "That's absolutely a lie and not true." Andrew's thing was years ago, and blah 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 blah. And I was like, first I responded to it, like, no, it was just set up last year. But then I actually went and got the mm-hmm. proof. On the internet, like here's the receipt. Like here's the receipt, because that way we, you know, plus it's like a, a, you know, we 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 are very careful about being accurate of what we speak. Now our opinions may differ, and that's that's just the way it mm-hmm. is. You know, we're not going to please everybody. I I like to think we're pretty objective, and we'll call a spade a spade. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm for fa- for factual things. Like we try definitely. We do, we don't want to be up here like just make rewriting history or anything you know especially stuff like this the royals you know like we've said before too this is more than just gossip for us Mm -hmm. it it is history it's we're intrigued by that and yeah i don't want to be that's kind of what we were railing against in the last podcast was i don't want to be just doing it just to gossip you know Mm -hmm. it's that's not it and and i definitely you know it's infuriating to hear some of these especially the british media but you know they're they're just lying they're taking twisting and and turning every single thing it's just proving his point i mean that's all i can say people are just proving his point and 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 that's yeah sorry i just no, you're, you're right and i'm interrupting you um, no because no, i'm so passionate about after getting through 40 chapters now of this book and i'm sure you're like 85 or something i'm not there 
um, because I, I go back a lot because I'm at work and if I something, if I leave, I want to go back. And then if I hear something, I'm like, oh, what's that? And I go back. Which I'm going to have to do, by the way. Yeah. And I have done some. But where was I going with this? The British media with the lying. Oh, yeah. A lot of things I've started to hear now that they have were playing on way before the book release. They're taking way out of context. And the big one is the virginity story. How he, you know, there were all these headlines. He revealed that he, how he lost his virginity and he, he mounted the girl like a stallion and went into this total depth in these articles. And it literally was maybe five seconds of a story that he gave, you know, he, the secret service, they were all coming to confront him because they thought he was doing drugs. And here he thought he was in trouble for having sex with this girl in the back of the pub in a field. So, and it was was, was was just a really, it was a snippet and it, Mm -hmm. it, it played into the whole, his, his time at school and what they were doing and just all of it. And the British media, you know, I had this revelation after you sent me the, the clip by Pierce Morgan saying that they shouldn't be invited to the, to the coronation. They've, they've done, this is disgraceful what they've said about their family. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard so far, and you know, I still have a half a book to go. I have heard nothing, uh, but Harry say, wonderful things about his father you mm-hmm. know how he wasn't equipped emotionally to handle the death of his mother but he tried and yeah. how he was just never good with the kids most men aren't but he tried he tried to show affection he tried he put my his hand on my knee he did the best he could you know he calls him darling boy yes and, and, and you could tell by the sound of his voice that he it means a lot to him you know mm-hmm. he's he hasn't said to my knowledge, he hasn't said anything terrible about his brother. He's painted a picture that they were really never the two close bonded brothers, even after Princess Diana's death, that they have made mm-hmm. them out to be. They were, there was a very big, he's painting the picture of, there was a very big divide with him, with William, because of William being the heir. There's that mm-hmm. line. There was always that. You know, just I'm better than you. The separation of church and state, basically, that, Mm -hmm. you know, he did that Harry wasn't going to be a part of that world. Like, almost like it's almost like the classes and, you know, the old, the first, you know, the middle days, you know, the class system, how, you know, in even on like the ships, about like Titanic, you know, the steerage didn't mingle with the people that were in the dining rooms type. Mm -hmm. So. I, yeah, you know, I, I'll let you start off because I've rambled enough here. No, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, the reality is that this is a human being, a grown man, mm-hmm. telling a story about his life from his perspective. There are motives behind it. We've already discussed that. Mm-hmm. He obviously wants desperately to protect his wife, protect his children, change the narrative against her, especially. But if you really listen to this, if you really, I keep saying listen, 
read <laughs> that I'm listening to it right now. I do recommend listening to it on audiobook because the hit the way he reads it is phenomenal and just and I th- I wonder if that's affecting some people's translation as well. Is maybe I wonder if they'd have a different perspective listening to him. Maybe, but you know, I still stand by that. I think most people that are still going to rail against them, they're just going to do it no matter what you say. But I do believe that more than anything, he wants to clear his name. It's, it's even less about Megan than I thought it was to begin with. Yeah. He's desperate to, <laughs> for, he's like, like, you know what? That's it. Mm-hmm. My whole His whole life. life. He's Here the, you go. From school this is what on. Yep. really happened. He was the stupid one. Yeah. And, you know, there, why is that? Why is it bad? We all have issues with family members, especially our parents. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They all have shit that they carry with them as parents. And he is, he's talking so, I agree with you, so fondly, lovingly, respectfully. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean that he's not going to point out flaws but are we surprised that charles wasn't all huggy and lovey no what no of course he wasn't we already knew that there was nothing in fact i think he helped his image because the narrative from the press was way worse oh yeah totally totally oh my god especially back in the day i mean it was like he was this completely absent even my mother-in-law is here staying with us and she had listened to some of it with me on the way home because I picked her up from the hospital yesterday. So we were listening to it in the car and she even pointed out, she said, you know, and she's a lot older than me. So she remembers a lot more. And she said, you know, it's funny because the way the press always painted Charles Mm -hmm. was really, really bad when it came to being a father. Yeah. And she said, and it's just so opposite according to his description of him. So even she who was only hearing a little bit and and she's, she's team Harry and Megan. She is, you know, but she's like us. She loves all the Royals, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she heard that, you know, saw that right away, you know? So it's, these people are just spinning it to keep the angry people angry. To, just to be, to be divisive. That's, right. you know, divisive period. You know, he even talks about the queen mother, you know, queen Elizabeth's mother. And how she, because she was, she's portrayed as this harsh woman as well in in history, and in the Crown, and in several movies I've seen. But he talks about her lovingly, and how she, what he would make her laugh, and how she, he loved her, and she loved him, mm-hmm. and he knew she like he always knew, no matter what she was mood she was in that he would walk in and make her laugh and she would put an arm around him. Can I tell you also real quick? Yeah. That I think I might change my grandma name to Nam Nam. <laughs> I think you should. Well, it was Nam Nam, right? Yeah. And Nam Nam. Well, I think who was Gam Gam? Me. I'm Gam no. Gam. Okay. Now you're Gam Gam. But no, wasn't someone. Or Gammy. Was it Queen Olivia? Oh, William's boy, Prince George, calls, I think he called Queen Elizabeth Gam Gam. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I don't know if it's going to be Gam Gam or Nam Nam now, but I just love Nam Nam. I do like that. It's very royal. <laughs> I'm like, very you know what? Nam Nam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going for Gammy. Yeah, well, get, but it everybody, get it in now. Everybody's calling me, like, Justin keeps calling me Gamal, and I'm like, <laughs> what? 
saying that shit. And he says it gamma. constantly. I'm like, great, I'm going to be gamma. So maybe I should shift and be nam nam. <laughs> anyway, sorry to cut no, you off, but should I, just, be. You should I thought be it was cute. I thought it was yeah. so cute. That was cute. And it was sweet that the way he t- describes them, the way yeah. he does use the name, the, the pet names, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, he's so, he's, to me, he seems so loving and you can tell the work that he's done to reach a level of emotional maturity. I mean, you my, know, my God, we have gotten, I have gotten in the book to, they just started to talk about September 11th and the attacks on the World Trade Center. And he, at this point is, he said it was right before his 17th birthday. And he is still talking about Princess Diana in a way that is she still, is she going to, is she going to reveal it? Like, is this going to be the day? He still at this point believes in his heart that she may be alive somewhere. And that that only could be some sort of protection that his brain went into to, mm-hmm. you know, he, he his body was smart enough. His brain was smart enough to do that because I think at that age, if he would have comprehended the full blow of it and not had that to think about I think it would have really been devastating for him and much worse than what it was already yeah no I I mean you think you can't go to therapy you're a royal right and you know they're not gonna go for that Mm -hmm. you know so these kids were it was like okay back to normal let's move move it right along not I'm not it's not a criticism because that's not unusual in a lot of situations like that where people don't get the help they need right away to really process. But I agree with you. I think that it was a sort a form of self-protection. And then as he got older and maybe he still hadn't fully, not maybe he still had not fully, even as he was getting older, accepted that she was completely gone. But, you know, then you start to see a little bit of the partying and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. But even then, it wasn't what they were painting. You know, he he, it was not at all (laughs) what the press was painting. And, you know, the the one story in particular, the journalist that the one that came to not his father directly, but got the message to him, to Charles, that. She was, you know, researching this story about him doing drugs Mm -hmm. and was going to print what she had found. And, you know, they confronted him and what she was saying was not true. It was lies. Mm -hmm. And Charles ultimately made a deal and let her print it anyway. And I want to say that it was trying to remember what was happening. He Charles was getting this is why I have to go back and read because. Charles was catching heat for something himself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was him and Camilla. I don't know what was happening, but um, I have, again, I have to go back. There's a lot of information, but Charles allowed it to, to be printed. Maybe I wrote it here. Cause it was one of the things that I was like, and it, it was Harry knew. Right. Cause he was so used to it at that point at Eaton, Eden, Eden, Eaton, 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 Eaton. Eaton. This sounds weird. Um, Eaton. No, I'm not Eaton. Um, God, we're tired. (laughs) (laughs) This is 
Jenny and Ellie, the delirious version. <laughs> yeah. Delirium is set in. I lost my train of thought now. No, he was how the his grades would be published. And no, he wasn't receiving straight A's and stellar marks mm. like the other boys, but he wasn't a dunce either. He was maybe getting B's and C's. And also he explains he had no interest in reading because he was trying to fight his memories of his mother and he didn't want to comprehend things. So he was deliberately not remembering it, but they played it out uh, in the media. Like he was some, you know, yeah, like he like had a he learning, had disability. Kind of learning yeah. disability. Yeah. It was just awful. So by that point, I don't think he cared about the drugs. Like that was small potatoes. Yeah. And the, the drugs that were, happening at that at the time that this story that i'm talking about was happening he was smoking a little pot with his friends you know drinking here and there which i'd like to remind you over across the pond there it's a little different the yeah. culture mm-hmm. in you mexico know, other countries it's legal kids drink younger you know than they do the kids are drinking here too but i'm just saying it's a little more accepted um they also don't have the abuse there because the kids aren't hiding it and binging it Right. And it's not such a taboo thing, but it was normal kid stuff. You know, have you gotten to the part? I don't remember what chapter it was where he talks about the H club. Yes, I have. Okay. Which did not stand for Harry. No. High Grove. Um, And it was High Grove is the name that they gave it. Their little, you know, in-house club just for (laughs) them and their friends. And this was William and Harry. Right. And it was at... Which one? Not Balmoral, was it? Oh, it was Highgrove. Charles's Highgrove estate. Was, okay, there you go. So they had created in the basement of the castle this, like, you know, little area for themselves. And it was way down deep. They could go in there. He said there was never more than 15 people, but there always seemed to be at least 15 people. And it was boys and girls. They were, you know, getting older as teenagers. And it was like their safe space. They could all go and hang and play music. And, you know, yes, they would get into the the hooch every once in a while. And, you know, but there was no drugs mm-hmm. happening, not even hot, he claims. Yeah. At all in that area, in that space, particularly. And someone found out about it in the press. You know, somebody leaked it, which he I think he felt like it was Camilla. Mm-hmm. A lot of these were, yeah. you know, he kind of accuses her. And yeah, he, that ended up in the paper as well. I mean, look, he said that he picked up a drink, his, his, what was it? His, uh, the, the queen mother, Nam his Nam Nam had a gin martini and he had one, he had them make him one as well. And he was only what? 17, 16, 17, 16, 17. And it didn't phase anybody. But his Nam Nam gave him a wink. She noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to be a big, yeah. a big guy. Yeah. A grown up. But no, I think that, and I think that's why the British press is so angry. They're trying to protect their sources. They're trying to protect the people that feed them stories. They're trying to protect that because if the jig is up at this point and Prince Harry has called them on their bullshit that 
Camilla is leaking these stories so that she looks better and because she wants to, you know, be in a better light. And they're fighting, they're, you know, she's serving him up on a platter so that she gets good press. What's for the true people, the true believers, the people that actually don't just side with the royal family because they're just diehard royalists no matter what? Those people like us, like, yeah. It, it it makes here's why what the thought that hit me that I forgot about earlier. Basically, this is British journalism, and they're referred to as tabloids. They are no better. This is the journalists in Britain. Like this is like the, a, a, supposed to be comparable to the New York Press and mm-hmm. all of these. You know, the Washington Chronicle, the New York Chronicle, all of these you know, publications that have merit, and here. Mm-hmm. The British media, they're just a bunch of tabloids. They're no better than Star Magazine or The Inquirer or any of the yeah. ones on the supermarket trash mags. Yeah. They're, no. They're they, not even, they're even below People Magazine because at least People Magazine prints the truth. Check some sources. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the BBC is probably the most reputable as far as journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, the, these other outlets, all these papers and talk shows and the, it's all, yes, tabloid commentary, opinion, mm-hmm. opinion. It's not journalism, Mm-mm. you know, and I think, too, they're afraid that, you know, he's lifting the veil. Yeah, he not is. just on the behavior of the press, but he's also lifting the veil on the royal family. Mm-hmm. And the more people are able to get in and see the real royal family. Is it going to lessen the interest? Are people not, you know, there's the the secrets are being told. That's kind of what piques everybody's interest is it's so closed up and, you know, behind closed doors and just so royal in that way Mm -hmm. that we're not privy to or haven't been in the past to the truth, to what, what they're really, their lives are like. And that's kind of how that's their bread and butter for the press. And it's, he's definitely changing that Mm -hmm. and people are starting to see them for what they really are, you know? Yeah. It's discrediting them. And I'm sorry, once Queen Elizabeth died, it will never be the same in my opinion. Me either. No, not even close. And I, I think the Royal family also is afraid Mm -hmm. that they're losing their popularity. They're losing, they're losing the regalness of the crown. Mm -hmm. It's no and how long before they say that, you know, the country goes enough, mm-hmm. you're on your own. We're not funding any of this. You know, eventually it will change. I don't know that it'll go away altogether, but it's, it's going to change. Well, and I think that's why King Charles is in such a hurry to scale down the monarchy to where it only will extend to him and his son, William obviously Harry if he was still involved and now William's children because he knows that since what the 80s since well it was this season of the crown that really basically the 90s ish there was really you know the the prime ministers and parliament they really were putting a kibosh on the expenses that the royal family wanted look they wouldn't give the restoration to Queen Elizabeth's yacht, you know, the royal yacht. Mm-hmm. They they still don't have one. 
they if they want to go somewhere like and have a yacht, they will charter a cruise ship or mm-hmm. a yacht. But so there are a lot of expenses, you know, that are being taken away from them and the fr- frivolousness of it. Now, does Charles need all of the help that he has, you know, get having him get dressed? I mean, really, he has two of those residences because he and Camilla, he has two staff now because Camilla doesn't live with him. And yeah. so, you know, that's an expense that the, the, the royal people, that the British people have to pay. Yes, they're their tax dollars. You know, William, from what I hear, does have less of a staff than his father. And yeah. when he and Catherine first got married, they didn't have any help in the house. It was, I think, until Prince George was a bit older, but they had her mother help for a while. And, you mm-hmm. know, in the early, what people forget is in the early stages of Prince William and Princess Catherine's marriage, they didn't always go to Balmoral or what was the other one that they went to? Um, where was, where I think. The not, not caught. That's where they were living. That's where they were living. You- but um, Sandrium, Sandrium. I think Christmas was okay. always at Sandrium. Mm-hmm. But. The first couple of years, William and Catherine broke protocol and they went to her parents' house mm-hmm. and it was a big deal. But now when Harry and Meghan did it and went to Canada, it was all over the news. that They were spitting in the queen's face. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, you know, one can't never one can't do anything right and one can't do anything wrong. Well, yeah. And it's always it's just always been the case. Mm hmm. And listen, I know that they have other means of income. I know it's not all taxpayer funded. Um, and I've, I think we've even covered that before, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong a long time ago. There is other ways that they're pulling in money. But by and large, it's a lot of taxpayer money. And the excuse has always been that they're bringing in the money yeah. with tourism and, yeah. you know, things like that. And, and I'm not disputing that, you know. But I wonder if that's the ratio shifting at this point. I don't know. King Charles, he has several businesses that bring in money. One is his organic, he has some sort of organic food line because he's very earth conscientious, save the earth deal. You know, he's Mm -hmm. very green. He's very, very green, which I can appreciate. But, okay, so he started these, they're bringing in money. Where did he get the money to start those businesses? It had to come from the Duchy of Cornwall. Where that mm-hmm. that one of the I think it was King George set that up, or maybe maybe King George's father set it up. But so that money initially had to come from somewhere. It, it initially came from the British family. Now, Prince Harry, he didn't. You know, there was really the only money he had was what Princess Diana left him, and she got that out of the divorce settlement. Mm-hmm. Now, William got a piece of it, but once I imagine eventually William will control, because what it is is that the, the male heir to the throne, the king's son, controls the Duchy of Cornwall. That's where his money comes from. Mm-hmm. So eventually that fund is going to go to William if it hasn't already. Right. What, what about Harry? He just has to basically... 
he there's no fund for the other heir. There's no I mean, what are what are Prince Andrew's kids living off of? Eugenie and Beatrice, they live a pretty good life, too. I don't see them as senior working royals. I know they're out there, but they, I mean, from what I saw, Princess Eugenie, she had her, she had her sights set on Frogmore. Mm -hmm. It was given to then Harry and Meghan. She stayed there for a bit and she had her, then she wanted the new one that um, the cottage that William and Kate just moved into. She wanted that as well, but then that went to them. I don't know if she ever got her own, you know, castle per se, but there's, these are, you know, now they, yes, they were grandchildren of the queen. Now they're nieces and nephew. What happens there? So. Well, and that's where he's trying to scale it back. It's that's the reach that it's had all this time is it covered all the children, their children, their children's children, (laughs) like. Like it, it was really, it was a very long, mm-hmm. you know, reach. And that's what he wants to change. I don't know where that leaves, you know, everybody, right. you know. Um, Obviously. But now the girls, their husbands are, you know, they are businessmen. They have, there is money on the husband's side, but not royal money. No. From what I but it, again, they do have, they all have ways and like you said businesses it created real estate you know all kinds of things but yes where did it all start it started with the fact that you were born into a royal family exactly. and you were giving you were given the leg up you know nepo nepo babies nepotism just like we've been talking about that's really hot right now mm-hmm. you know and that's it that's that's just how it worked you know you were it was a god-given thing and you know, for many years, it made sense, but we are in 2023. And, you know, I, I, again, I know it's going to change. No doubt in my mind. I just don't know exactly how or, you know, how yeah. fast. Think about how, you know, in the, even in the 1800s, the Kings actually had power. Yeah. Now they don't really, they, yes, they meet no. with the prime minister, they give their thoughts, but they don't have any really it's yeah they do a lot of service and they, they influence they influence they do a lot but they do a lot of community service to support what they're doing it never mm-hmm. used to be that way now they pretty much have to earn their keep but think of it on this side also they're prisoners harry was a prisoner to yeah you get all this money but you're told where you go when you can go you you know, every your every little move is reported in the press. Lies are being fed about you, and like he, he, someone said, when they would go to any of them, if uh, this didn't come from Harry and Meghan, but when they travel the world, when they go to Australia, when they go to Paris, a lot of times they don't have time to go sightsee and see see certain things in the city because they're booked so back to back to back, mm-hmm. and then they're out. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's, I guess it's where you, where you, what is the word I'm looking for? Where are your priorities? Mm -hmm. So Harry didn't care about it. Mm -mm, You know, would that have been different had he been the heir? I don't know. Yeah. He, He definitely doesn't seem to have the same kind of personality that William has. So maybe it wouldn't have mattered. I don't know. But it definitely would have altered his life because he would have been raised completely differently, mm-hmm. just like William was. 
But I think in the end, Harry was willing to risk it all because he would rather have his freedom. Mm -hmm. And even though, again, he was willing to stay a working royal. Mm -hmm. He he wanted to stay a working royal, but not at that cost. No. Not at, at exactly what you just described. Not at what it was costing him. It wasn't worth it to him. And in my opinion, the dumbest thing that the royals have ever done in history at this point, other than the atrocities, you know, from the originals, <laughs> mm. but is they've done with Meghan and Harry. It is such mm -hmm. a missed opportunity. It could have totally yes. modernized them. It was modernizing them. Yeah. The people love them. Mm -hmm. The press hates especially her, but both of them at this point, but the people loved them. And it was, it was just shining a whole new light. And if they're smart, they would rectify this. They would work on the relationship with Harry. They would start to, you know, rebuild their family connections. They're not going to do that, but I mean, I'm not saying anything's impossible, but if they were smart, th there's still an opportunity here to go, you know what? Let's let's move forward. Let's, you know, work on this. Let's not ostracize him. Speaking of is exactly that clip I showed you when he gets coronated. Mm -hmm. You know, are you seriously not going to have your son there mm -hmm. and his wife and his family? I mean, if you don't, I mean, I'm sorry. That's well, it's been terrible. It's been speculated. The, med the British media has been st stood strong on the stance that he will be invited. Because they have said that he should refuse to come. I don't think he will turn down that invitation. He hasn't done that in the past with his grandmother. No. I think that, you know, they would prefer he not come, the media, because they, they have something. If He's damned if he does and he's damned if he, if he doesn't. If he shows, it's going to be that brat bastard had the nerve to show up at the coronation and make it all about him. If he doesn't show, it's he snubbed his father, the king. Exactly. So he can't, he's in a lose-lose situation with that. You know. I think that he'll find that he'll be way more welcome than the, the media wants mm -hmm. everyone to believe. Well, you know. And you know. Uh, that's what I. Well, they, they've, you know, here's another thing. They've, they've talked about badly, you know, keep saying, oh, he bashes his brother. He bashes his brother. He, his, this is what he's done to his brother. I've noticed that even in the interviews he's given, he has not said a bad word about them. When they talk about, so your brother, you know, so your brother, when they say, well, you're, so your brother did this, your brother fed the media, your brother told lies. And he says, no, the people that worked for my brother did. The people that mm -hmm. my brother employed. Because he's clear on it. He doesn't want his, it wasn't his brother. So he's still protecting his brother in that sense. Well, and the only thing I think he's really alluded to that would be like super critical of him is him just saying silence is betrayal. All, and it is. It is. All anyone, Charles, even William, all anyone had to do was say, stop it. Because yeah. most of it was all lies, you know, like the bridesmaid dresses and all of that. That was all out of William's office throwing that smack out there and all William had to do was say enough that's my brother's wife all Charles had to do was say enough that's my son and daughter-in-law but Camilla kept spitting it out you know he had Camilla there he had 
you know, Williams camp over there and God knows who else. And the the bottom line is why didn't they? Right. Is it, is it really about just being loyal to the institution? No, no, it was because they were enjoying putting them down a couple pegs to, to, to embolden the, you know, their narratives and their popularity. Yeah. They were enjoying the heat being taken off of them. Yeah. It was like, okay, good. Make this one look worse Mm -hmm. so that we look better. And I think Kate and William were just, it wasn't just Camilla. Okay. There was, was there was definitely things that Camilla, you could see the connection there. Oh yeah. And proof of it. And the way he lays it out in different scenarios, it's, it's very hard to dispute, Mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, it's like, I don't know, as a parent, especially even as a sibling, and I have a lot of issues with my siblings. Mm-hmm. If I heard, so, you know, it's kind of like that old thing that you, you I don't know your, about you. you. You, I can call my mom a bitch, but you can't. Exactly. And I feel the same way about all my family members. Yeah. And if someone was out there in the media, not that they would be because nobody gives a shit. But <laughs> We're not the Kennedys. But if they were, I would fiercely protect them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's just, it, to me, everybody wants to focus on, oh, how sad he's telling all this. He's destroying his family. He's ripping everybody apart. No, it's been sad for him his entire life. Mm-hmm. And his poor mother, in my opinion, was killed. Mm-hmm. And yep. And if, if she was alive, he would have had the protection. He's even said he doesn't believe this would be happening if she was alive, period. But Neither of those boys, but especially Harry, he had no protection. No one that was looking out for just him. Right. You know, and even Charles, who I think was trying to be a good father. And listen, I believe he loves his children and I believe he loves all of them, even Megan and the kids. And, you know, but the reality here is he's selfish. (laughs) He's selfish. He's a narcissist. He's also been raised to be the king. and there's certain things that go into that to develop you, to make you ready for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it enables you to be, it disables you in that parenting role to some degree, you know, and it turns the emotion off. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. And that's why his thing is, Oh, well just don't pay attention. Darling boy. Don't, don't listen to the media. Don't, don't read it. Uh, Yeah he couldn't just not pay attention. It was everywhere. Well, it was, he did until it was his wife. Well, yeah, pretty it, much. Because, right. and, and it's different. It's like, you can take the shit, you know, pour, put it like, put it at me, throw it at me. I can, I can, I can handle it. But when you come for my loved one, you know, my husband, my wife, my son, my, you know, a close friend, when they when when they're coming for someone you love, then it's like okay, enough is enough. This is hurting the people around me. Yeah, and someone that you feel is way more vulnerable, mm-hmm. which she was. Yeah. She she wasn't prepared, and she didn't have the. Not that anybody should, but they did because they were living that life their whole lives, you know. But you know, I. I don't know. I, I just I stand firmly with. Yeah. I feel like he is doing a very, very good job. Very tasteful. Yes. And respectful. And I would love to reiterate what you pointed out earlier. These stories that made the biggest headlines. I keep finding the same thing. 
it's these short little snippets. It, it's so small. It paints small. the picture. It paints the picture. Yeah. It wasn't the focus. It wasn't this huge thing. The other thing was the frostbite to his penis. I haven't gotten there yet, but. Okay. Well, that has been out there in the headlines. Yeah, I, well, yeah that's been in the headlines. Did you, have you read that part? I did. I just, and let me tell you something, Jen. It's just like the other one. Yeah. It is the tiniest little snippet in a story that he's telling that had nothing to do with that. It was just about his traveling and, and, you know, and I won't tell you too much, but it was this like little, little line. And it's like, they grabbed it and just ran with it. Right. Why is he talking about his penis? Yeah. Why are you talking about? Well, why not? It's his penis. Yeah. <laughs> he can talk about it if he wants to. I someone said, I heard someone, one of the British people say, and this was even before the, the book came out. Why does he have to tell the world if he's cut or not cut? Which so far I have not heard. I, like, I, I'm curious. I mean, I, I wonder. <laughs> My guess is on, thing, I'm thinking no. I, I don't, I don't know, but. Should we wage your money on it? <laughs> <laughs> the only snippet I've heard, which you football had to have heard, was the when he was at Eaton. When they said where, the boys and girls, well, yeah, well, they the said boys, they called each other certain names that who yeah. was and who wasn't, and he didn't say anything that he no. which one he so fell into. There must be something that I haven't reached it yet. But if that's what they're referencing, then I'm like Jesus Christ. He wasn't even talking about himself yeah. or William. He was just generalizing the boys at an all boys school. That, yes, of course, that would be something they're talking about. That's all boys and men have penis conversations. Yeah. I mean. That's just, that's just normal. A lot of boys whip them out and measure them. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. But, I mean, that's all I've read so far regarding that. But it's, you know, oh God. Another thing. I love people clutching their pearls. Yeah. When, really, you know who these people are. You know what they've... I don't know. It's just they're so slimy. You know, it's almost like if you're gonna, if you're going to take your mind there, how, how how dare you? Like shame on you because it's like the you know when you, you think unpure thoughts of a situation that is not unpure and it's could be you know sentimental. It's like oh you're the pervert. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're you're turning it into that, mm -hmm. and it's not that at all. Like for instance. How Tom Brady kisses his son on the lips. Mm -hmm. So what? You know, he's, he's very affectionate with his son. Not not to change the subject, but people, I've seen so much on that that say he's sick and he's this and he's twisted. But I think it's wonderful that a father gives his son affection. Like I do, because not many men do. It was frowned upon. It's frowned upon. You know, whenever Ashton is like, if he's sick or something and he comes in gets in bed with me and I put my arm around him Wyatt will walk in and be like what are you doing like why are you making he's a he's a man he's gonna be a man you're babying him like mm -hmm. that thing my grandmother used to have that with my brother and my mother because my brother used to lay with her and cuddle with her and you're making a ninny out of him like that's what my grandmother would say to my mom like we're, we're raised yeah and this is why we have you know these angry male yes shooters and this I mean come on we have to change that conversation which brings me to how Harry, when he was describing this scene, I think it was very close to around the time of the, the gin, him drinking the gin with Nam Nam, how the royal men and the monarchy and the people of that status, there was no affection. 
there was no hug. There was no pat on the back. There was maybe a brush on the cheek at a, at a holiday, but there was never any, there weren't hugs. They were not a huggy family. And with this is not a new shocker. Let's look at Charles. I mean, come on. I don't see him, you know, cuddling, but they beat the crap out of that. Him, at Gaston, whatever that school was that Philip mm-hmm. sent him to, that he drug his teddy bear around at, which was such an affectionate story. But, and he was a sweet, mm-hmm. like, sweet-natured boy. Boy, you know. Yeah. And I think his father played a role in that, too. Mm-hmm. That was their thought of how to get him prepared. It was his thought. Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. did not want it. No. She didn't want it. That was another thing I saw. I think I commented on it because it pissed me off so bad. But, and I believe it was TikTok. But someone said... um, in the media or whatever. I don't remember. I'm seeing so many of them because everybody's jumped onto this now, but something along the lines of Harry saying that he had never hugged his grandmother. Uh, that's not what he said. And I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. Cause I don't know if you've gotten this far, but he talked about the Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Or, did you get there yet? No, but go ahead. You can see, you can, you can just real quick. He was talking about without giving too much away just admiring his grandmother in the moment at the Jubilee. This was the 50 year Jubilee, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so there was like, you know, I don't know. It was like Coldplay or somebody was there and like all these performers and um, you know, it's a Jubilee. It was huge. And he was sitting there like behind her and she was like tapping her feet and like going to the rhythm. Well, long story short, he finally notices that she has earplugs in. (laughs) (laughs) He said, he said, she couldn't really handle all the ruckus, but he she put the earplugs in so it wasn't as like loud, you know, loud and harsh for her. But she still just kept on a tap in and made sure she went on a show. And he had said his first thought was to just grab onto her and hug her, but he knew that would be out of the question. Mm-hmm. And people tried to make it sound like he had never hugged his grandmother. And I'm like, what the fuck are it you talking about? It was out of about? the question in public. Exactly. During a situation like that. And he referenced another story that had made headlines back in the day where his mother made the mistake of lunging for her (laughs) to get a hug. (laughs) And he said it looked more like she, you know, was just like catapulting onto her. And they the media just had a field day with her because of it. And it was because she was that way. She was so loving and and I believe they did have a pretty good relationship. I believe that Elizabeth loved Diana yeah, and, and felt very responsible for, you know, what was happening to her. Um, but, you know, that's what he was referencing. It was a sweet story. And again, they turn it like she was this cold, unfeeling. And it's like, oh, my God, that's no. And all the other stories are just so loving and wonderful. Well, and he defend and, he, and speaking of that, he defends them. When he says that, because it much was made about Queen Elizabeth that she didn't, she didn't speak right away after Princess Diana died. That they were demand, the press was demanding it, and he, they were like, here, the ones that chased her to death and couldn't, couldn't, you know, say one nice thing about her. Now she's dead, and they want they're demanding that the Queen make a statement and show some emotion, mm-hmm. and. He defended his grandmother. He defended his grandmother in the wake of his mother's death and her actions saying they had no idea what was going on inside. They had no idea what we were trying to deal with, what we were 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, no one knew what to do. And that it wasn't a slight on purpose that no one knew what to say. Oh, yeah. No, they, again, he, is Harry the only one to, you know, endure the scrutiny? Of course not. No. Look at Britney but, Spears, what she went through in Army, you know? Well, yeah, no, I mean in the royal family, but yeah, you make a good point there too. It's like, it, you know, media can be vicious and we have paparazzi here that are mm-hmm. pretty vicious, you know, and again, if you're a celebrity, you've kind of chosen to, not that I'm excusing no. those aggressive behaviors because I'm not. No one should have the right to do some of the things. And it, it, I guess it's gotten a little better, but it's still pretty bad. Um, But, you know, he didn't choose it. He didn't, you know, go to acting school and decide to become a celebrity or something. You know, it's like these people were thrown into it. And even I love the line that he said in, I believe it was the full Michael Strahan interview when people said, or when people are criticizing because Michael Strahan asked him, well, what do you say to those people that just say that's just get out and be out and be done with it? And he said, I can never get out. Mm-hmm. He said, don't, don't you realize that's impossible? I can't ever not be who I am. Right. And that's the truth. No matter what he does, we will always look at him like Prince Harry. It doesn't matter <laughs> where mm-hmm. he goes, what he does for money, what he does, he has no choice but to just do the best he can with what life has dealt him. And he says over and over how grateful he is, what an honor it is, how privileged he is. He's not taking it for granted, but he's Prince Harry. There's nothing he can do to change that. And he has to live his life and support his family and, you know, all those things. Yeah, he can't exactly roll on up to Walmart or Hollister and take a job. You know, no. stocking groceries or at Publix. <laughs> I mean, there would be a media circuit. It is, you know, it would be a frenzy. Like he can't, he can't go go down and Not get a job, and he can't even get a job. Like in, in even if he, okay, so he has this, you know, wonderful education from Eaton, but he didn't go to college. And no. even if he did go to business school, like William, or go to college, it's not like he can stroll up into, uh, you know, Google or apple and take a job it would be like everybody would be after at first it would be like a media circus oh prince had the the, the headlines would be a fallen prince working at mcdonald's working at first of all google yeah it's not even safe it's not even an option Mm -hmm. period there's nothing he can do you know And, and it's yeah listen i i hope that everybody's actually reading the book that has something to say about it yeah that's my only ask of everyone not that anybody cares what the hell i'm asking but (laughs) (laughs) ellie said i implore you to at least give it a chance and i agree that listening to him say these words is pretty powerful and um you know could help you know could help but i'm excited to keep reading it and just oof like i think where i'm at is we're getting into we're getting close to where he starts seeing Megan. Mm, I'm not. I, you are. I don't know. I don't I'm know still if I'm in 2001. Yeah, I'm in 2001 <laughs> still. But, but I'm like you. I can't wait to get a hold of a an actual hard copy so that I can kind of go back through and yeah, take it from. Because I hate that. I don't absorb everything. I'm just like terrible with that. So I have to like <laughs> really go over it. 
several times. And I'm listening to it at work also. So I'm working. I don't have, like, it's not like I'm home where I can write notes. I, you know. Yeah. And I was busy doing things. So it was kind of the same thing. Like, I kept going, wait, what? What did he just say? (laughs) So I know I'm not absorbing all of it. Yeah. Because even though it's an audio book, I thought, oh, it's like a podcast. You know, I'll I'll be able to. Not really. (laughs) It's like. I needed to put a little more brain power behind some of that, but that's fine. You know, I can just, you know, keep going back and going. I don't mind listening to him talk. Oh my gosh. His voice yeah. is so soothing. Oh, yeah. I really wish that I can get my Siri voice like Prince Harry's or anything oh, in the house, Alexa or whatever. I would have that thing talking <laughs> to me all the time. It's funny. Just real quick. I know we Harry, need to wrap it up. Harry, tell me a bedtime story. <laughs> Okay, Jenny. <laughs> you look beautiful so, today. <laughs> so Charlie. real quick, but Justin, you know, it keeps popping. Audible is kind of funny like that. Like no matter how much you try to like shut it down, it just automatically keeps popping up. <laughs> so I go to get in the car and there it connects. My Bluetooth connects to the car and boom, you start hearing Harry. <laughs> so yesterday, my husband and I ran to the store after we got mom settled in and everything and we were going to get something for dinner and it's on and I'm just listening to it. Not, he doesn't really care what I'm doing, you know, normally. So all of a sudden I could tell he was getting like flustered <laughs> and I'm like, is this bothering you? And he's like, well, it's just kind of boring and like monotone. <laughs> you just don't get it. <laughs> and he's looking at me. He's like, yeah, I get it, bitch. Turn him off. <laughs> I get it. You're going to put those ear pods in your ear when you go to sleep at night. You're going to have those on. When, next time, next time Justin wants to bum chicka bow wow, you're going to have Harry in your ear pods. Hold on. Let me get Harry queued up. <laughs> but he was looking at me like, yeah, he doesn't do for me what he's doing for you. So can we listen to something else? <laughs> but no, it is. I agree with you. It, more than like it being sexy. I tell you. It's very soothing. Mm-hmm. It's very calming. It's, yeah, I could listen to him say anything, read the phone book. I got to tell you, if Prince Harry needs to make some money, if he can just read soft porn audibles or even hardcore at this point, <laughs> I would take it. He would make oh, a it fortune. Super, it could be, it could be graphic. Violent. It could be like violent. Then I would, no, not violent, but you know, I don't care what he says. It would be, it could be pretty damn oh, aggressive. Damn. I could get down. <laughs> Yeah, I would hurt myself. <laughs> End up with UTI and all sorts. <laughs> it could get real bad. It could get real bad. No, but it's listen, I I'm I'm just so glad he did it. You know, I think it's you know, I real quick too, that's making me think. It it was very it choked me up mm. when he was really describing being in the church, you know, when he actually yes. did cry. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just could so be in that place with him. I've been in that place. Yeah. And it just takes over you to think of a 12 year old boy having to deal with that, mm-hmm. which our children have had to deal with great loss like that. It was really heartbreaking. It was really heartbreaking. What made me tear up was his dedication when he. I'm tearing up again. It wasn't, it was how he said it. And he he obviously dedicated to his wife and children, but then he said, and of course, mommy. Mommy. Uh, Yeah. No, it kills you. Even hearing him 
call his dad daddy. Yeah. And or pop, papa. Papa, yeah. Papa and mommy, mummy. And you know, it's like, and I know that's very British, you know, too, but not for everybody. No. It's not just the norm. But I just, again, I feel like there's an emotional maturity. There's a sensitivity and a, just a kindness or something, you know, loving, lovingness. It's the emotion that comes from when he says it and the way he says it in his voice. You could tell it's an, an endearment. Yes, there's, very much. There's love behind those words. Very I'm much. Crying over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mommy. And I don't cry easily. <laughs> and listen it's that poor darling boy well and i think that's why we're so defensive it's you know and listen william i i'm a defensive of william as well but i just feel like unfortunately (laughs) i'm mad at at william right now i am too it's like unfortunately you know i was already pissed at william okay so everybody needs to calm the fuck down we didn't need a book or at least i didn't or any of this shit to know that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that he was dogging his brother and his wife and that Kate was too. I'm sorry. It was, it was all the pieces were there. Yes. You know, and although their relationship wasn't perfect, you definitely saw a rift happening mm-hmm. to another, it, it, another level. Oh, of course. And you know, it was to me, it was obvious. We just didn't have the cold, hard, you know, proof or what was really happening. But mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm pissed at William and Kate. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I'm fucking pissed. Icy. Yeah. If anybody has divided those brothers, I would blame her more than I would blame Megan. Now, I I, I still don't blame her, but I'm just saying if I had to pick between the two wives, I would aim more in her direction. But I do believe that she is just an easily led woman that will go along with the program no matter what. See, but I, I, I think I think, see, I don't I don't think that I, I do. I think that she goes along with the program and keeps her mouth shut. I think when the outburst happened with the bridesmaid dresses, she was postpartum and she was there was a lot of emotion fueled by by that. Now, Megan has publicly said and she said it in the Oprah interview that Kate sent her flowers to apologize because she felt mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, she did. So. That to me shows it's a it's a wrong made right. I think that she will never go against her husband, which yeah. is protocol. I think that you can tell, you know, people get mad when we talk about William cheating because there's no proof. They say it's happened over the last couple of years, and you can see the mannerisms of the couple you can see she recoils when he goes to touch her she's pissed still about it and i'm sure that will pass but i do feel sorry for her in a way you know i think she knew what she was getting into yeah she did and i think that she was gonna you know take what was hers what she felt was hers and there was no way she was she was not strong as strong as harry's girlfriends to walk away from him i do think though that kate Kate thought she would have the kind of marriage with William that Harry and Meghan have. I agree. I agree. So that's where I think she got yes. sideswiped. Yes, I agree. You know, I agree. It was a big eye. When you have a certain relationship with your spouse that is going along status quo and you're comfortable in it, and then you see 
another a friend of yours that has a a completely different different relationship with their spouse and how loving they are and the intimacy there it kind of jogs you a bit you're not jealous of it you're happy for them but you're like well, it's oh more envious it, it, it was well, more like well, what's wrong with my life? what why didn't don't i have that maybe i deserve mm-hmm. that maybe i settled maybe all of these things come to play you know it's you know not that there was makes a you insecure yeah it does it does yeah. make you insecure and when you're a royal just because everybody thought prince william and kate had this magical love affair yes and yes. we're seeing that they didn't yeah at least on his end yes you know he's cold maybe maybe he like roped her in that way but maybe yeah but mm. alcohol dude true that true that <laughs> so you know on that note i said we would only do like 45 minutes here we are like i know right an hour and 10 minutes i don't even know why i tell that lie but (laughs) just because of the time it's like because at the time we're ready to come on we're like so tired and it's the thought of you're not that talking is exhausted but we're like okay just 20 minutes 20 30 minutes 20 30 minutes and we'll put it to bed and Mm-hmm. We'll just touch on this, but then we get rolling and it's like a three hour, like, like when we talk on the phone. I could do another hour. <laughs> if it wouldn't fucking kill me, but I, I could know, do right? another hour. I still got to edit, so we're not doing another hour. <laughs> no, I still no, got to no, no. kick this out of the nest. So <laughs> time to wrap her up. Or time to wrap her up. Okay. Well, as I say on that note, uh, stay tuned, folks. We're getting through this book and we're, I'm sure this is not going to be the last podcast that we do on it. We've got a couple. Oh, no. You know, it's only Wednesday, you know, and we've got the weekend coming and we've got guests next week. So that mm-hmm. so we're going to have to talk about this as much as we can because I don't think our guests want to talk about it. No, we've got we got different uh things coming up. Yeah, yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, everybody. I hope you're having a good week and I hope the rest of the week is today's hump day. So, well, by hump the time day. you by the time you listen to this, you'll be on the downslide. So, <laughs> Have a good week and weekend, everybody. If you're bye. don't tune us into us before then. That's bye. Bye. <laughs>